the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to the Situation Report. Very glad to have you with me today. And uh, really looking forward to this episode and the other episodes this week. We've got a special treat for you. Last week, we had the opportunity to go to CPAC, which I'm sure most of you are familiar with. It is the Conservative Political Action Conference, CPAC. And that's held in uh, this year in Orlando, Florida. That is, I think, the largest gathering of conservative media and politicians anywhere in the country every year. Uh, President Trump spoke. Uh, Trump Jr. I was going to say President Trump Jr. Not, not to get ahead of ourselves. Trump Jr. spoke there as well. So big headliners, a lot of other folks. It was a great conference and we were there. And while we were there, we had the opportunity to meet so many wonderful people. Uh, I'll tell you this, if you have been convinced that the conservative party is made up of a very specific, very narrow demographic, you have been convinced wrongly, if wrongly is a word. Uh, the number of folks, young, old, and everything in between, uh, every ethnicity, every really financial background and status, uh, the conservative party as it is, uh, really it'd be the Republican party, I guess, but the conservative movement represents every segment of our society. And I sat at a table for two days and watched uh, people from all over the country, from all walks of life, walk past, and it was awesome. Interviewed some incredible people running for office that, again, come from every conceivable background. An amazing, amazing time. We also had the opportunity to uh, interview some great guests, uh, guests you'll know, like Sebastian Gorka. Uh, Sean Spicer was one of our guests. I really enjoyed interviewing Kevin Sorbo, someone that uh, I've been following my whole life just about, and uh, is awesome. So we want to share those interviews with you. So what you're going to get over the next couple of days are shorter interviews, but you'll be exposed to some incredible, incredible people. And uh, I trust that that will be an encouragement to you as it was to me. All right, let's jump in. Our guest now is Sean Spicer, who I'm sure no one in this audience needs an introduction to. Thank you so much for taking some time for Pleasure. us. Thank you. I know this is a very busy environment for you here at CPAC. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to uh, to be here to see so many people who are involved in the movement and, and see them, you know, especially um, in in Florida and sort of after what we've been through right. in the last couple of years. Right. So uh, I can't remember. But I think this is probably one of the, the first big gatherings that I've been to uh, of this nature. Yeah. It's, just, it's really kind of cool, again, to be out and among people. Because um, yeah. even if you've been to a big event, it's definitely not been with people that are generally uh, of this persuasion right. politically. Yeah. <laughs> persuasion. Yeah. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about this persuasion, about conservatism. Uh, it's been really interesting to sit here. Yesterday I was sitting at a table all day and then today. The way the conservative movement is framed by people outside of the conservative right. movement is not what walks past a no. thousand times an hour. It's young, it's old, it's rich, it's poor, it's every background. What would your assessment be of the conservative movement broadly right now? We'll start there and then kind of drill down a little bit. 
Well, I mean, I think the funny thing is it's growing and it's it's it, it's burgeoning. I mean, like you think about what's happening. There's been this awakening, I think, especially as a byproduct of COVID, the mandates, right. the lockdowns right. um, have really, and frankly, the trust in, in institutions, uh, the media for one, some of the governmental institutions where people have felt betrayed. And I think that uh, I, I bump into more people now who say, hey, I just want to let you know I was a Democrat, I was mm. a liberal. I've kind of come over. And I think that evolution has occurred a lot because of what they've seen and dealt with right. throughout the pandemic. And um, and so generally speaking, you know, you've got this sense of freedom, uh, this pervasive of, of less government that is part of that conservative uh, DNA. And um, but but as you grow and get bigger, though, the, the sort of I wouldn't say the definition expands, but you got to make room for some people that aren't. That's not 100% with you. Yeah. Right? So you'll find people who are more libertarian, some people who might be are more liberal, but say, hey, I really like what you guys are doing on some of the fiscal issues. So it's interesting. But you, as the movement has grown, um, you know, I, I think you're seeing it different elements because not everyone is you know 100% on board all the time with every issue, which is not not a bad thing because I'd rather have 80% of the people with Yeah, me. right, right. Sure. With, with midterms coming up and the conservative movement growing, I mean, how, how's that impacting midterms? Do you, you see it being a clean sweep? And I mean, the exposure of, uh, of the left uh, through through the current administration, I mean, it's so clear. Well, I think, one, you're going to see, I mean, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how far and deep and wide it goes, right? I think the House of Representatives is a foregone conclusion. They just need five seats. Um I think what's going to be interesting there is you're seeing seats that are D plus, you know, Democrat plus 10 plus 12 suddenly become in play. I mean, right. that, that tells right. you how, how uh, I think you may see the largest Republican majority in the House, possibly in well over 100 years. And the Senate, um, again, I, I'm very, I'm much more cautious about that because just the nature of the third of the Senate that's up puts Republicans more on defense. We have to hold Ohio, Pennsylvania um, and Missouri just to stay even. Um, and those are all going to be competitive states. Um, and then we start talking about potential pickups, whether it's Nevada or you know, New Hampshire. But, I mean, you're now talking about states like Washington and Colorado. It would have been unthinkable a year right. ago. Yeah. So, um, but then I'll just end it by saying, but then to, to the initial part of my conversation, or my point is, the, the depth. You're seeing school board races. Um, there was a seat that was picked up in the Jacksonville City Council the other day, right. long-held Democratic right. seat. I mean, so you're going to see city councils, school boards, governorships flip that have been in Democratic hands after yeah. the November elections. Yeah, I've really enjoyed seeing some of the people that yeah. are running, the congressional candidates running here, uh, or from all walks of life. But, but mainly, I'm seeing not po- people that aren't professional politicians running, and that's right. really been encouraging to see. I don't know if you said school boards. I, I'm from California, San Francisco. Yep. City school board just had three members recalled right. by the by the parents. They're just done with it. They are. And well, a lot of that's happening I mean, right now. But, but again, you know, it's funny. We interviewed the two people who led that campaign. These are these are Democrats. They both voted for Biden. They both voted against the Gavin Newsom recall. But that just shows you how far some of this stuff right. has gone. And I think it's a wake-up call to Democrats about where their priorities are. I mean, you think about it. In that case, there were two big issues that drove that race. One is the renaming of schools was a focus while the schools were closed. And second, it was sort of dismantling the admissions process for this magnet school. Right. And, um, and I think for a lot of people, they're going, really, that's your focus. You know, kids are falling behind. Right, right. Kids are facing all these challenges um, during COVID. And that's what you guys are focused on. Yeah. So, you know, it's great for Republicans and opportunity. But it's also, you got to remember, there's collateral damage in this. I mean, kids are suffering 
Um, there was a study the other day that said $17 trillion in future earnings is going to be lost because of what's happened. That's a, think about that. These yes. are kids and their cognitive ability. Yep. The CDC just reduced the number of words that they expect young kids to be able to read to adjust accordingly to basically say, hey, they're not going to develop the same way they used to. When we look at, we'll call it the value proposition for the conservative movement, we have folks who are looking now going, there has to be an alternative to what we've experienced. Democratic leadership has let us down in so many areas. How do conservatives communicate to those outside of conservatism or outside of the Republican Party the value proposition? Why should you, as a Democrat, a lifelong Democrat, someone living in a blue state, why should you look my way and consider what I have to say? Well, I think, number one, it couldn't be more obvious now. I mean, you think about where we went from the energy independent to energy dependent. Right. You look at the immigration of this country, no matter where you come down, number one, it's we're a, rule, we're a nation of laws and people are fleeing over the southern border. If that doesn't do it for you, then sure. think about the fentanyl sure. that's coming in this country and what it's doing to our cities and communities. Yeah. Um, and then you just talk about, generally speaking, freedom and where we are. But I, I think if at this point you see the policies and the results... Of, of, of what liberals are doing, both at school boards, all the way up to the White House, and you can't come over, then they're lost gods. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, in all honesty, at some point, you know, there's only so many people that convert. I look at some of these polls where it's Joe Biden's approval rating, you know, they say strongly approve, and it's like 13 or 14 percent. I mean, outside of his family, right. sure. those are ungettable. I mean, those people are, are just, you know, but everyone else, I mean, you're seeing the erosion among independents and even Democrats who are saying, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah. Yeah, last question for me is, what could we what could we learn uh, as Americans from looking outside of our borders? I mean, the, how Ger Germany's uh, dependence on Russia right now, for example, uh, it was happening in Canada. What can we learn as Americans as conservatives? Well, I mean, I think it depends on what your what area, but I mean, yeah. I, I think what you're seeing in particular right now in, in Europe is their dependency on Russia is what's fueled all this. I mean, sure. they're in the position they am because they couldn't be independent, they couldn't take care of themselves, right. and so right. I mean, you can apply that lesson to immigration, you can apply that to energy, you can apply that to national security. At some point, if you can't defend yourself, if you can't provide for yourself, then you are inherently dependent on somebody else. And then they have a lot more freedom of movement to do bad things, to control you. And uh, and so I think that to me is the lesson of the day right now. Yeah. We, uh, we're at CPAC. There are a lot of conservative leaders here. We've seen a lot of young people. Um, I, I was super encouraged yesterday. I spent the day interviewing Young men, some women, a lot of minorities in their late 20s, early 30s who are getting into politics. This is encouraging. As you look at the landscape, who are some of, uh, we'll call them the stars, or some of the folks you look to to lead the conservative movement forward? Who are you excited about right now? Well, I mean, I think there's a lot. I heard Mike Pompeo's speech today. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I heard Byron Donald's congressman from Florida. He gave it a knockout. It the, the, the cool thing is it's not one or two people anymore. Yeah, There's right, a ton. right, right. Um, I just sat down with Jim Banks for a little while. He's leading the Republican Study Committee in the House. They're doing a lot of great stuff, getting information out, really helping to put numbers and, and uh, data behind a lot of these policies yep. so that people can actually digest it and say, okay, that's what this policy means to me and to, you know, and, and how I can make, you know, make the case for, for right. some of these policies. So there's a lot of folks um, that are here that are both elected and then you got people who, who are just in the movement. Um, but, you know, I, I had Charlie Kirk on my show. I love what he's doing um, in high schools and colleges. I didn't yeah. have that opportunity. I didn't, right. There was no one conservative on college. Right. And, and what he's built from nothing is just truly an amazing, amazing thing. Yeah. And, um, 
So I, I just, there's a lot of people, and that's what's great about CPAC is that to some degree, you almost feel like you come here and you get your batteries recharged. Right. You right. go, I forgot that guy's out right. there doing that. that I'm not so, all alone. Right, yeah. but it's not just that you're not alone, but you get to see what some of these people are doing. Sure. And it's like, hey, that's awesome. I look up and down the, the media road here and I'm just like, this is awesome. Because you see all these different outlets, podcasts, shows um, that, are, that didn't exist, yep. you know, two or five years ago. And now there's a plethora of them and they're succeeding. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Sean, you're not hard to find, but where would you like for people to go and follow your content, what you're producing? And you can always go to SeanSpicer.com, Spicer and Company's on Newsmax every night at 6. Uh, and then I'm on all the social media stuff, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, Truth Shows, all of it is now as at SeanSpicer.com. So awesome. it's the easy way. Thanks, guys. Appreciate I've, it. I've been a best guest there, and thanks for having me you on. You bet. Thanks for all your work, <laughs> yep. getting folks out. It's a shame that you had to do what you did, but America appreciates it. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. He created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you and me. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. Sale of the year. That means it's not going to happen again. This is the sale of the year. What is it? For a limited time, you will receive 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets that comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You will receive a set for as low as $39.99. For a limited time, with any purchase, you will receive Mike's soft cover book free when you use promo code SITREP. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code SITREP. Along with this offer, you will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. For those of you that would rather use the phone, and some of you are out there, you know who you are, call 1-800-870-0283, use the promo code SITREP, or MyPillow.com and use the promo code SITREP. All right, we're here with our guest, Darius Mayfield. And uh, Darius, like apparently everyone at CPAC this year is from New Jersey. Jersey, baby. <laughs> so we got New Jersey in the house and yes, uh, making a strong play to yes. uh, get into uh, Congress and really yeah. excited about that. Um, man, I've been excited today. Just, just I don't know, encouraged with who good. I met from New Jersey. Good, good. You guys well, doing a good job. That's what we want, man. I'll tell you this. Last year we had our gubernatorial race with Jack Cittarelli. Yep. We had our assembly races. And... After those elections, even though Jack didn't win the governorship, I got phone calls from all over the country, and they said one thing, all of them. They said what Virginia did was good, what New Jersey did was special, because nobody yeah. expected it from us. I knocked on over 15,000 doors myself last year, man. So yeah. the energy is New Jersey. Yeah. I know you guys met people like Billy, and we got people all over. Yeah, so Phil Rizzo had him ready. on a little yes, while ago. Sir. We're ready. Okay, give us your background and what yeah, yeah. causes someone like you to get into politics. To me... Politics sounds like the worst possible thing a person could do. <laughs> I hear that people are doing it. Yes, sir. Well, we first of all, we need to do it because we're all fighting the good right, fight. Right. And obviously, if anybody sees what's going on with this president right now, we need America first uh, Republicans and conservatives like myself, like the Billy Prempes, to get in office. Because if we don't, we have a real problem on our hands. I mean, we see what's going on with Russia right now. We see China watching their footsteps and seeing, you know, watching yeah. what's going on. Yep. So we know they're going to make their play sooner or later. We see the prices of uh, energy in this country, the prices of food in this country. And I don't think, I think we all knew something was going to happen bad, but I don't think any of us expected it to happen this fast, right? right? right, right. So here we are. Um, I come from very humble beginnings. I was born in uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey to a single mother. Um, didn't know my father. Uh, left when I was three years old. Grew up on welfare in, a sec- in Section 8 yeah. uh, to becoming the youngest sales manager in the top 25 auto group as well as becoming the first black general manager in that same auto group uh, about three, four years ago. I became the general manager of Manhattan Volkswagen. 
wagon. Wow. The reason I decided to jump into this race is because one, over the last four or five years, just to watch how our elected, elected officials were talking down so disparagingly towards their constituents, whether they were on the same political team or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think that crosses a line when it yeah. comes to our uh, elected officials. And it's really just unbecoming of somebody that we put in office. Yep. Another thing like I, I like to tell people is when I, when I was in middle school, uh, back in the day, actually elementary school, I used to come home. My mom used to ask me and my sister every single day what we wanted to be when we grew up. My answer every time was president of the United States. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to be president of the United States. <laughs> you heard just, it here. It was announced <laughs> right here. <laughs> I just think I just had even political inclination yeah. back then. So I'm in this right now because Jersey is on fire. There's a lot of energy. As I said, we knocked on over 15,000 doors. And even though Jack Cittarelli didn't win, you're talking about a state that has over a million more registered Democrats than Republicans in it. And Jack Cittarelli only lost by 70,000 votes. And some would argue that he might have actually won that election. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. And it's funny you talk about politicians that speak down to their constituents. Mm. I feel like we've lost our way. Maybe it happened a long time ago and I'm just now paying attention. But uh, politicians that no longer speak for the people that elect them. Yeah. And that's a real problem. And then they get into office and they stay there forever. And it's just about staying in office. Well, I'll be honest with you. That's why one of my uh, top policies is term limits and yeah. not just term limits for the politicians, <laughs> but term limits for the staff of these politicians mm. as well. I think that's very important. A lot of people talk about term limits for the politician. But what happens is that politician goes out and the staff stays there and they're right. pretty much running right. everything, you know, uh, on the undercurrent. So we need to get rid of not only uh, the politicians, but put term limits on their staff as well. And it was funny because my opponent, Bonnie Watson Coleman, who's Maxine Waters' best friend, uh -huh. actually recently came out a couple of weeks ago and is advocating for staffers to start their own union. Right. Interesting. <laughs> exactly. Interesting. So she kind of like fell right into our trap with that no one, because, way. again, we want all staffers to be treated right and to be treated fairly because she made that in her statement saying we want to make sure they're treated right and fairly. We yep. want that as well. But at the end of the day, as you were just saying, we understand that a lot of these politicians, a lot of these staffers no longer represent the everyday man and woman. I'm a regular American, even though I succeeded, even though I became a, yep. a general manager and I have my own car dealership now and own businesses, I'm still a regular person that came from very humble beginnings that can still relate to the everyday man and woman. You know, you hear these politicians talk about race, 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 race all this time, right? One, I come from the freest generation to ever walk this earth. We didn't really have those type of problems, and we want to start injecting that back into our politics. And that's why my motto is not black, not white, American. But one thing I like to ask people is your everyday life, when you go out to your job, when you go to the laundromat, when you go to the store, yep. are you experiencing racism every day? And the answer for 99.9% .9 of those people <laughs> nope. is no. So we yeah. want our politicians to stop. And we want to start putting regular Americans in there so we actually put people in there that represent us and can, you know, relate to us, the everyday man yeah. and woman. That's awesome. And to hear people talk about race in a positive way. Mm. I, I, you know, as a white guy, um, I try to talk white? about. Yeah, I know. It's oh, hard to man. believe. I try to, <laughs> I try to talk about race sometimes. And people are like, no, you don't you don't have a, a voice here. And, and, you know, truly, I haven't experienced what a lot of other people have experienced. But I feel like we went from success and got dragged down into failure again. And yeah. there are a lot of politicians who want to keep us there. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, I'm sure there's a gain to be had, but not for normal people, not for people like you and me. Well, I can tell you right now, part of the biggest reason they want to keep us there now is because this energy you see from candidates like myself. Take, for instance, in New Jersey, we have 67 candidates primarying right now, running 67. for Congress. 67. It's a record, like the most yeah. ever in New Jersey. Yeah. 
The first time I ever voted in my life was in 2016. No I didn't vote for Barack Obama the first time. I didn't vote for him the second time, although I appreciated what he represented to sure. black and brown yeah, people. Sure, of course. In my mind, I understood it was going to be more of the same. It wasn't until Trump got up there and made that speech. And I looked at my fiance and I said two things. One, that's a real American. And two, that's going to be your next president because I understood what he represented. Yeah. And we know Donald Trump coming from the East Coast. We know he's a man of his word. Yeah. He says what he means. And yeah, he means yeah, yeah. what he says. Yeah. So we just knew we needed to break up kind of the establishment in that way. And we knew he was the hammer to do it. But you're, you're absolutely right. These career politicians, man, they no longer relate to us. We have to get them out because as you can see, I mean, we're on the precipice. We just went from from the Abraham Accords and creating world peace yeah. to being yeah. on the brink of World War III yeah. right now. So if anybody doesn't get it, I mean, just look at your TV, just look at CNN, look at Fox News and see what's going on to know that we're headed in the wrong direction. That's good, man. Darius Mayfield, where can people follow you, learn more about your yeah. campaign? Uh, you have a podcast? Yes, we have a podcast uh, called Not Black, Not White American Podcast. You can see it uh, on all major platforms, Spotify, Amazon, uh, iTunes, or you can go to www.notblacknotwhiteamerican.com. You go to my website at www.dariusmayfieldforamerica.com, and that's 4-F-O-R. And even though they're restricting me now, they just took me from hundreds of likes to yeah. like dozens of likes yeah, on Instagram that. right yeah, now. Right. You can find me on Instagram at Darius, the number four Mayfield, Darius for Mayfield. Awesome. Thanks, I mean, man. I'm sorry, Darius for America, the number four. <laughs> sorry, guys. Or Darius Mayfield. You'll find there it. There you go. You'll find it. <laughs> Beautiful, man. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. Thank, Thank you. you very much, yes, sir. Man. Pleasure. We were not made to live in isolation. Sadly, many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. A lot of guys end up drinking, a lot of guys end up losing hope. Someone will go to the VA and they'll try to get, you know, prescription medications to help with PTSD. You know, they'll get pills for anxiety, they'll get pills because they can't sleep, now they'll get pills for depression before they know it. they're taking 12 different medications. And when it's not working out, these guys lose hope, and that's why there's 23 guys a day committing suicide. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. As a result, we've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Everything they said just kept hitting me in the heart over and over and over again. It's like all the things that I didn't know that I needed to hear. And uh, I opened my heart to God that week, dude, and like, I've been a different person ever since. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. We provide our programs and resources, including travel, at no cost to our warriors. I remember talking to a licensed uh, social worker who actually handed me a pamphlet to Mighty Oaks. So I went, and I'm glad I did. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. Our mission is to serve and restore our nation's warriors and families who have endured hardship through their service to America, and to help them find new life purpose through hope in Christ. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. My guest now is Tom Garrett. And for those that have watched or listened to the Situation Report, uh, we did a, a lengthy interview a couple of months ago. It might have been actually like December or something. Right. It's been a little while. Um, Tom is a former United States Army, 
which I, I love to say is very similar to being in the military. Yeah. Um, it's not exactly the same, but it's very similar. Um, United States Army, former congressman, and uh, has done a, a lot of great work. Um, currently, your your kind of passion project is the Exile series, Exile documentary, which we've talked about a lot. Um, catch us up on that. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about that for those that didn't maybe see our last episode and uh, catch us up on where you guys are and why that may be a more important topic today than it was even you know earlier this week. So I always bury the lead, Jeremy. First, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, the lead is this, Hollywood won't make this, this, this film. They won't. And, and we've been to, go to exileseries.com first to probably several shameless plugs and, and, and watch the trailer and, and, and decide if you think it's worth supporting. Um, but we've been to all the big studios and they've said, we really like it. Quality's great. Presentation's great. Can you do this without talking bad about China? Like this is, this actually <laughs> happened. Right. And, and my, my knee-jerk response was we could do a doc on human rights without talking bad about China. We could also do a doc on the Beatles and not talk about John. Right. right? <laughs> right. It's possible. Um, yeah. And so uh, crowdfunding went up on... Um, Indiegogo before we'd ever heard of Give, Send, Go, mm. um, have raised uh, about $3 per view yeah. of this three-minute trailer. That's awesome on a whopping 11,500 views. That's sure. not awesome. Sure. Um, so we, we moved over to Give, Send, Go just in time for them to get taken down yeah. during the uh, Truckers Freedom Convoy in Canada. Um, but, you know, this is like anything, right? Uh, good things come to those who hustle. And so we're working at it. I believe in it. The concept of it for people who didn't listen to the yeah. last um, talk that that I was fortunate enough to have with you is that every single human being is entitled, and I don't yeah. use that word loosely or else yeah. I wouldn't be at CPAC, yeah. Yeah. to live in the place of their birth without fear based on deeply yeah. held core convictions or immutable character traits. The color of your skin, your ethnicity, your faith, what have you, right? And, and that seems so basic to you yep. and me yep. uh, because we were fortunate enough to be amongst the one in 26 people born in America. But it's not basic. It's not 80%, basic, yeah. four out of five for public school kids like myself, army guys like <laughs> myself, four out of five people on the planet live in fear of persecution yeah. based on deeply held conviction or character. Four trait. out of five. Right? Stop. Think. Crazy. So, and again, like I'm not an evangelical Christian, but I am a Christian or I'm not a Bible, but sort of, I'm just a recovering alcoholic sure. who God loves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think it's my duty because I've been so daggone lucky to try to do something to help other people who haven't been as lucky. And that's what exileseries.com yeah. is. Um, talk about some of the places that you've been. You've been really all over the world um, and really worked with some pretty neat people who are doing the work right now. Yeah, right. So, um, and uh, it's, again, all, all credit to God, right? I mean, like just backed into this. Um, I've been in uh, Sudan when Omar al-Bashir was still there. Um, yeah, I was told I couldn't go. Literally, I was, wait, so Jeremy, I don't know you that well, but I think I know you, and I do know a few Marines. Like they told me, we're I all the same. So. They, yeah, they told me I couldn't go, and I'm like, oh, dude, I'm definitely going. Right, right. Um, met with a guy named Muhammad Atta, not 9/11 hijacker Atta, but the head of the NIS, which is the state police, was the state police okay, under right. Omar al-Bashir. So <laughs> if you figure out how this, who this dude is, um, the Darfur. The Jean Joui, the South Sudanese Civil War, like I'm trying to do a head count on uh, on his body count and getting like two, three million people. Wow. And I met him wow. and had had a meal wow. with him at the Convergence of the Blue and White Nile, right? So I'm going, hey God, thanks for letting me do cool stuff. Like this guy's a murdering terrorist. 
and I'm having a meal with him. He's delightful. He's, I'm sure you were, you were a congressman at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And, but, but, but the goal was to get, uh, Hassan Abdur Rahim and Abdul Manam out of prison in Sudan where they sat for, for aiding rebels, yeah. which meant giving food and medicine. Yeah, right, right. Right. So, right. so Sudan was one where like, so this is crazy. So I've been to Syria, the, the back way across the Euphrates river. Uh, in an armored Toyota. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been to Iraq. Uh, I've been to Sudan. Yeah. I've never been to Israel. I, I always tell people I'm the only American that you'll ever meet who's been to three state sponsors of terror, but not Israel. Not Israel right. Really actually holds Israel in high regard. Sure. Yeah, right. If you're listening, Israel, I'd love to come. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and, 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 and I'm a weird guy because I've also was stationed in Europe in the army. Uh, in the 90s, right after the after the Cold yeah. War, it theoretically yeah. ended, but sure. again, time we're back, right? Um, and 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 I've done London and Paris and, and all of that. I'd rather go to Khartoum. Uh, I've, I've I've done Berlin and Munich and Prague, and I'd I'd rather go to De Hook or, or Beale. Yeah, sure. So God's sure. wired me funny, yeah. but like, where's the work to be done? Right. And we're at a you know today as we record this, um, everything that's happened in Ukraine. Russia moving into Ukraine. You know, we were just watching a video. You're showing us a video that's on your Twitter page. Um, you know, some bombing and, and mom crying as the kids are crying and so many things are happening. So that work that you've been doing, really, it, it's so more even relevant right at this moment. I mean, this is what people are living through. And we forget that. Um, what does watching all of that happening right now do to you? In terms of what you've been doing already. Yeah, right. And, 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 and again, I think at some level that a lot of us are cut from similar cloth. Um, I think I'm a pretty tough guy, right? Like, you know, I served and I was a combat arms guy. And, yeah. you know, I wasn't Rambo by a long shot. But, but this stuff tears the heart out of yeah. me, you know? Yeah. And, um, uh, again, I mean, like, I can do math well enough to know that, like, the best thing that I've ever done is had the good fortune to be born to two parents who love me in a country that while greatly flawed right. uh, was was the worst country in the world except for all the others <laughs> and and so we sit here right in, in climate control yep. and there are people being raped and there are people being murdered and there are people who are leaving their homes and will never go back right now does that mean that it's the responsibility of america to solve all those problems no but like and we're going to get into some philosophy here the government is emanates out from the individual, right? The, 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 the most common form of Should, government yes, is the individual, right, then right. the family, yep, then the right. community, then the town or city. And, and, and so we could change the world if we only took the time to read the label on the box that says made in China and buy the other yeah. toaster oven. And so with, with Ukraine and so too with Russia, right? And, and by the way, is there misinformation? Is, there, is, is our media by and large trustworthy? No and yes. Or yes, there's misinformation. No, they're not. That said, like nobody's flying right now, but Russia. The video I showed you, <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 that's not a military target. Could there be a ZSU twenty three four on the rooftop of the building next door? Maybe. Yeah. What I saw was a well, mom and a baby, not. right? Yeah, in a building yeah. get, getting rocketed by an airplane, which means it's Russian. So again, do I want U.S. soldiers and Marines on the ground? Heck no. Yeah. Should we stand up and say we aren't buying oil and gas from these people who are literally, by my definition, terrorists now? I think so. Yeah. Uh, should the Europeans take the, the hard yes over the easy no when it comes to stopping doing business with people who are murdering their neighbors? Right. I, I think yes. Yeah. Um, this is I tell people this is the essence of a liberty based foreign policy yep. that, that all of us make decisions based on doing the next right thing. And, 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 and I can't in good conscience 
not speak up when I see this? I think we have moved far away, even as Americans, from the understanding of our immutable rights, that liberty is not something given to us or granted to us by the government. It's something given to us by God. And, and we struggle in our own politics with that understanding. We're, we're having this back and forth now, and particularly with COVID and all the restrictions, and all these things. But that, that misunderstanding of where individual rights come from extends well beyond our borders. And that's what we're seeing in other places around the world where that belief is not held. But it doesn't change the fact that that is true, that liberty is given to us by God. Right. So government does not bestow upon us liberty, but when properly executed, protects it. That's exactly right. Right. And, and, and we've we totally lost it. We're free because the government says we're free is right. ridiculous. Right. Now, and I, would, I used to, when I was in Congress, I, I, I would go to speak to as many groups of young people as I could because I had to intercept the indoctrination sure. process. Right. But <laughs> right. I would ask, like, can you be a Christian in China? And they'd go, no. And I'd go, wrong. You yeah. can be. You can be. Yeah. They can't stop you from right. being. Right. But the price will be so high Correct. that you'll be driven into privacy. So we are given the ability to make decisions by a power far greater than government will ever be, even yeah. with the advent of all the technology. Yeah. However, what will we do to preserve that, right? And um, if, if the answer is nothing, then don't be surprised right. when it's gone, right? Right. And, and so you hear people lamenting the inconvenience of the Freedom Convoy in Canada or its sort of sister movement here in the US. Hey, brother, freedom ain't free. Right. Um, right. And, it, and, it, and it isn't easy. If it was easy, then four out of five people in the world wouldn't live sure. under the specter yeah, of oppression. Right. Sure. Um, th that said, we sit here today speaking freely because better men than me have given more than I can give so that we can. Right. Now, what are you going to do? Right. Right? You wore the uniform of the United States Marine Corps. Yeah. You know, I served in the Army. I, this, like, again, fallen, flawed, recovering alcoholic, three years, nine months, and one day by my count. Um, I'm not quitting. Right. I'm not giving up on right. this. Right. We have, I think, a generation of people, and we could go back, I guess, as far as we wanted to. What is a generation? I don't know exactly. But we have a generation of Americans who don't understand the actual cost of letting others control our destiny and control our liberty. And my hope is coming out of everything we've come out of over the last two years, we can point now to examples. Canada. Who would have thought that Canada would have been you know, the number one hotspot in the world for tyranny. Who would have thought that someone like Trudeau, who I view as a, you know, beta male, very weak human being, would be the guy. But this is what we're seeing because this is what happens when we give up our rights. So we can see it now. So I think to your point, we have an informed decision to make. Are we going to stop that? Or are we going to just go, well, that's where we're going to end up? Because that's where we're going to end up. So what is it? A Texas middle school teacher was caught on tape, I think yesterday, saying these Christian conservatives need to get COVID and die. If we'd sure. done it our way, it would have been over with by now. I, I presume she's been reading the propaganda out of China wherein they had, what, 2,800 COVID deaths in a nation of 1.45 billion. But th the point is that I respect her decision to wear a mask every day, everywhere sure, right. for the of rest course. of her life. Yeah. If that's what she wants to do, then yeah. Right, and we had this discussion in our first, and the first time we spoke, right, it, it's, uh, Everybody's going to die. I'm stealing this from David Eubank. Everybody's going to die. The question that's most important that God ask, God's asking is how you're going to live. Yeah. So there are scary things in life. Right. I choose to live. Yeah. I will not hide from those scary things yeah, because in good. so doing, I sacrifice my right to live. Now, 
So you've got this divergent set of choices. Go do, you do you. Sure. You do you, sure. I'll do me. Yeah. I don't want to hurt a soul. And if I believe in liberty as an immutable right given to me by God, then I want your right to be protected just as much as mine. So, yeah. I mean, like one of the proudest bills as a member of the Virginia General Assembly was uh, the sodomy ban repeal. Because mm. I couldn't figure out why the government was telling consenting <laughs> adults here in private what they could and couldn't do with one another. But that doesn't mean it lays... Uh, uh, perfect fit into my own moral yeah. structure, right? Right. It just means that's not the role of government. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I don't get it. Like the left, which had the high ground, at least ostensibly for generations, on freedom and, yeah. and, and individual choice, is now dictatorially finger-waving and beta males like Trudeau are, 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 the, are the real fascists. Right, right. right? Yeah. Like, They've been hiding out. Now they have the power. Yeah. Um, exile series needs to get out there. Um, people at least need to watch the trailer and then get behind it. Where can people find it, support it, and uh, give money to make sure this thing gets out to where it needs to go? So ExileSeries.com will take you to Give, Send, Go. And, yeah. but, but more importantly, truly, I mean this, um, watch the trailer. It's posted there. I believe in the product. The yeah. idea is pretty simple. We're going to go places other people won't go to tell yeah. stories other people won't tell. When people in the West realize what's going on, yeah. they're going to change how they behave. Yeah. Or live with themselves. Right. But they're going to know. I want, I know we're, you're wrapping up, I want a member of Congress, I know a few, to have the, <laughs> have the guts to carry a bill that requires maybe a one-inch label on products made in countries that are murdering, displacing, enslaving, or imprisoning their minorities. To have like a little chain on it, a broken chain yeah. or whatever. So that, so that our consumers right. can at least right. know who they're freaking supporting when they buy their clock radio. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So, well, the stories you tell are incredible. And uh, when you talk about getting emotional, just watching the trailer makes me emotional, understanding what people are going through. But thank you for doing it. And uh, man, we'll probably talk again, I would imagine. I hope so, Jeremy. <laughs> so grateful. Yeah, thank you. God Appreciate bless, it. brother. Yes, sir. Right now, there's a situation brewing in the men's basic department. Men are being held hostage by overpriced brands that simply aren't mission tested. That's why we're excited to tell you about Undertack, the only brand that's literally been battle-tested by special forces. These have to be the greatest boxers ever made because they cover all the bases. High-quality material that's antibacterial, anti-pilling, and moisture-wicking so you stay fresh and dry all day. Uh, I recently did a 30-mile run in preparation for an ultramarathon in a couple weeks wearing the Recon boxers, and they were absolutely incredible. I loved them. They have a quick-release fly and a secret pocket in the extra-wide waistband for cash or tactical necessities. Undertack is durable, ultralight, fade-resistant, and shrink-resistant. And here's the best part. They're almost 30% less than the competition. Go to getundertack.com. That's getundertack.com right now. Save 20% off your order with the offer code SITREP20. All one word, SITREP20. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. That is a great American company that's unapologetically pro-America, pro-Second Amendment, and pro-military. That's getundertack.com. Getundertack.com. Offer code SITREP20. I'm here with YG Nightstorm, and uh, on your card it says you are the bodyguard of Georgia. Yes, sir. The bodyguard of Georgia. Yeah, yeah man. Appreciate you coming on and talking to me for a little bit. Um, for people that don't know you or don't know your story, give us a little background. Give us your story. Uh, why you are running for Congress? 
Okay. And then, you know, kind of the story around that. Well, I'll tell you this, man, and my story is interesting, and this is about faith. In, in 1992, I was actually homeless and sleeping on the streets of Atlanta. And I was beat up, robbed, literally urinated on, and, and just felt like, you know, I wanted to give up on life. And by the grace of God, yeah. man, the community came together, and uh, I was they, they was able to give me jobs. They was able to give me leadership. They was able to give me hope. And this is people from all across the board, man. And after that, I was able to go forward, start my own security company, raise seven children, travel around the world, and come back. I've lived my American dream, but to come back into the community and bring people together, because right now we're so desperately divided yep. right now. Yep. We have politicians who do not have the well intent of their constituents in mind. They All they do is take the money, take the donations, and they get ghosts. But meanwhile, the community is still destroyed. Yeah. So yeah. I decided yeah. to run for Congress yeah. to give back to the community that gave me so much to bring the people together to save the lives of our children, to save the lives of our small businesses and our families, these hardworking moms and dads who feel that nobody cares about them. But guess what? God cares and so do I. Now let's get to work. That's good. You, uh, before we started the camera, you started talking about a bill that you have. Yes, sir. Um, talk about that a little bit. To me, if I had to say there's one issue that's important, it's the pro-life issue. Yes, sir. Um, there are other very important issues. But until we as conservatives can say we're for protecting the unborn, yes, sir. I don't know how we go forward from there. You can't. I mean, if you're not alive, you can't fight for anything. Right. So uh, I will say this. In 1999, my twins, Howard and Hank, were aborted by an ex-girlfriend whose friends told her to do it. They said the best way to hurt a man is to kill his kids. So when she did it, it literally almost destroyed me. But here's the good thing about how God works. Many years later, I was preaching around the country and she found me on her own dime and I was coming off the stage and I saw her and I'm like, what do you want? She said, YG, I need five minutes of your time. I want to say, I'm sorry, please forgive wow. me wow. for killing our kids uh, because it destroyed my womb and I can't have any more kids. And I would like for you to become pro-life and save the lives of children so this doesn't wow. happen to anybody else. And at that moment, uh, we I forgave her. We cried over our dead kids together. And I said, I'm going to fight for the lives of these children. So now I'm running for Congress out of all these years. And so now I have the Howard and Hank bill named after my twins. And what it does, it gives fathers the right to save the lives of their unborn children because we're dads. We're parents, That's too. Right. Dads are always left out of the conversation. Now, we're the first ones they come to for child support. We're the first ones they come to and say, well, fathers, you, you guys are financially responsible. Yeah. It is your job to protect these children. And I say, you're right. Yeah. It is our job to protect these children in the womb and out of the womb. Make sure the mom is taken care of as well. But we have to protect our children because if we ain't born, we can't fight for anything. Oh, that's good. Man, I appreciate that so much and uh, that perspective and then going back into your community. Yes. That's where we make a difference. It is, man, because let's look at it. If we're talking about, since the Democrats talk about Black Lives Matter so much, okay, abortion has killed 40% of the black community since uh, since, the, uh, since Roe v. Wade, okay? So that's over 20 million souls that's been lost yeah. in the black community, yeah. but Black Lives Matter. No wonder our community can't grow past 12 to 14% in the last 60 years, but abortion has done even more. Over 60 million American souls white black everybody have yep. lost their lives so like i said if life truly matters then we have to fight for it That's good. and now we're able to grow our communities able to actually actually talk about the other policies but if you're not alive that's it you can't fight for that's anything good. yg where can people learn more about your campaign follow you support you 
Uh, go to YG for Congress. Two letters, real easy. Yeah. YGforcongress.com. Follow me on social media. All my stuff is online. If you Google me, about 30 pages will come up. come up. But, man, hey, God is moving, man. He's bringing all of his children together right now. This very special time in history right now. The world is changing. The yeah. country is changing. Even Democrats are saying they're sick and tired of yeah. it. So it's, it's to, for America. Let's go get them. The time is right now. It's awesome. time, brother. YG, thank you, man. God bless you, Appreciate man. Appreciate sir. God thank bless you. you. Thank you, guys. Yes, sir. Thank you for watching and listening. Appreciate you joining us today. And uh, before I sign off, I want to remind you, if you are listening to the podcast version of this, thank you for doing it. Make sure you are subscribed. Whatever platform it is you like to listen from, uh, make sure you're subscribed so that this content gets directly to you as it is posted every week. We have some incredible guests, great conversations. You don't want to miss anything. The best way to keep yourself from missing what we put out is by being subscribed. So go ahead and check that out. Also, go over and uh, look at some wonderful podcasts, this one included, on the Salem Network, salempodcastnetwork.com, salempodcastnetwork.com. Thank you. We'll talk to you next time. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.